0: Welcome to the Life Makeovers Podcast. My name is Cindy D. Whitmer, and I am the Midlife Makeover Coach, helping you turn your midlife into your best life one step at a time. Through powerful conversations, my own midlife roller coaster story, and over three decades of helping people transform their lives through counseling and coaching, I am on a mission to help you create your own definition of success and happiness. Thank you for being here. Jamie Barris, welcome to the Life Makeovers podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you,
1: Cindy. I'm so just, I'm very grateful that you asked me to be a guest.
0: Oh, well, I'm so thrilled that Jamie and I haven't known each other too long. We've been students together in a business coaching program and uh, working on our own personal and professional development in some of those similar experiences and just uh, felt, I don't know, I just felt a connection to you and and you to me, it must have been magic. We decided to reach out and... so it's, it's been a fun, evolving thing for me. So thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie is a coach. She's an author. Well, I'll let you introduce yourself. What do you want us to know, the listeners, to know about you before we get started?
1: Well, I, yeah, my name is Jamie Barris, and I am a life coach. Uh, results Life Coaching is the name of my business, but I'm also a writer. I've written two women's fiction books and now of course my pen has turned a little bit towards the non-fiction and writing more life coaching things but I do plan to get back to fiction but I'm a mom of four kids 20 18 12 and 9 so that's a whole nother ball game wow. and you know I just love uh, connecting with people that's mm-hmm. my number one thing and I'm just by nature a helper and a supporter mm-hmm. so that's mostly you know what i love to love to be and do
0: wow that's awesome so you're you're one of those midlifers who still have kids at home mm-hmm. and you have some some kids grown and out have flown the coop a bit so mm-hmm. wow so way back when when you thought about being in midlife like what what did you think it would be like
1: uh not anything like it is. Right.
0: Not anything like
1: so, it is. <laughs> Right. You know, it's funny because when I I if I really reflect on that question, I immediately get thwarted back to childhood. And I I I laugh at myself, but I can see just through little statements or things that kids say, whether boy or girl, you know, when you're when you're growing up a lot of people i ha- i think have the same mentality and it is the thinking that when i'm an adult everything's going to be so easy <laughs> you know you're in school and you have the homework and the tests and the the drama with the kids everything is so hard growing up you know your parents are telling you what you have to do. And then, you know, you get to high school and college, there's the boyfriend, girlfriend stuff. So when I'm married, then it's going to be easy. I'm going to be secure. It's like, you know, there's no responsibilities in adulthood. Does it, you know, it's like, what are we thinking when we're young, you know? And yes. then, right. Then the reality kicks in, you are an adult and then midlife. And wow, if we could only be a kid again, right? <laughs> so No, it's not anything like you expected, but that can go, that can be twisted either way. It could be a really good thing, or it can be a really bad thing. And I feel midlife now has given given me, but it should give everyone the opportunity to really look back and reflect on, okay, what did work for me? What didn't work for me? Who am I right now? Am I where I wanted to be? Am I most important am I being the person I was created to be am I being me am I authentic am I living out my vision and my dreams do I feel fulfilled do I have that sense of purpose Mm -hmm. and am I living in line with that we all have values and sometimes we have to stop and think what are they again and realign ourselves and ask ourselves, am I living within those values? And I think when you are living in line with your values and your purpose, you automatically live a fulfilled life and we don't, we don't have to chase happiness so much. So I think midlife gives us that perfect opportunity to step back and evaluate. And I don't feel I had not not necessarily like the smarts to do that, even 15 years ago or 10 years ago, we didn't, I didn't take the time. I didn't think a whole lot about it. You were so laser focused on go, go, go achieve, 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 you know, yes. and in midlife, it catches up and you have that opportunity to pause, take a breath and think about it. And I've done that work. And I think that's part of why I do the work with coaching is, So many people are missing it and living very unfulfilled lives and you don't have to.
0: Oh, I couldn't agree more. I think a lot of women find themselves in midlife reflecting and they don't always like what they see. Mm -hmm. And a lot I find, I don't know about you and your connection to women and the work that you do, but I find many of them lost, like looking for purpose. They don't know why they're here or their lives have changed a lot in midlife. Maybe the marriage is over, or maybe the kids are grown and gone, or maybe the career is, you know, no longer satisfying or they don't, you know, it's like all this, these, uh, things are going on and it's like or they feel stuck in a rut and uh, life doesn't feel very meaningful or Mm purpose-filled for them I have so many women say to me you know what's my purpose I don't know what my purpose is anymore so how do you how do you navigate that or help people navigate that or find out who they actually are so they know they can be themselves or what's authentic for them you know what I'm saying
1: I know exactly what you're saying because I was there. And I think so many women find themselves there. They don't know how to get out because it's not, it's a slow, you know, it's, it's a slow path or it's a downward spiral, but it doesn't happen overnight. It takes years. And you wake up one day, I'm lost. I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know my direction. I don't know my purpose like, what's the meaning? Like, what do I do with myself? And I can remember feeling, you know, but almost guilty for feeling that way because I do have a good life. You know, I'm in a happy marriage. I have four healthy kids. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, we have, we have first world problems, right? Yes. And how dare you feel less I don't want to say less than how dare you say like oh I just got to find my purpose it sounded shallow and I kind of I think I just skirted around it you know you you just oh I'll be fine you just keep powering through but it it, it lingers and I think a couple breaking points um, for me were I didn't understand what depression was. I thought depression was, you don't get out of bed, <laughs> you know, to, so, so thing, and, or you're crying all day. And that was never me, but I really could tell I was feeling very lackluster, very, I wasn't excited for the things that I normally was. I just, where was my drive? I've always had that drive, you know, where are all these things? And I started really longing for that. Like, how do I how do I get that back? How do I find her again? And I kept thinking I used to be so blank, you know, I'd fill in the blank. I, and I just really missed that. And I knew there was a part of me that was lost. And I like to title that now at the time I didn't, it didn't connect this way, but it was, I had self-abandoned very much. So yes. And that was through, I think a lot of conditioning from all kinds of outside sources, whether it's just society in general, or, you know, your friend groups or, you know, the family of origin, just everything around us, what we pick up on of how we're supposed to be as a mom, a wife, whether we're supposed to work or not work, or how, what does that look like? How, how do you juggle that? And how can you be everything to everybody and, really take care of yourself and i did i think what so many women do i just will care less about me and more about everyone else and then i'm i'm gonna feel fulfilled and good
0: yeah it work that way <laughs> that fires, doesn't it? it's like we put mm-hmm. everybody else first mm-hmm. the partner the spouse the kids the the job, the organization, the school, the trip, whatever it is, yeah, and we're like last on the to-do list. Mm-hmm. So that self-abandonment you're talking about is where we mm-hmm. we we forget about our own needs, or think that it ought to be enough that we have mm-hmm. the house and the marriage or the kids right. or the white picket fence or mm-hmm. whatever it is, yeah. right? Whatever logistics it all adds up, that that ought to be enough. That the mm-hmm. kids are healthy and happy and thriving and whatever, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But the self-abandonment comes when we, we forget who we are as mm-hmm. individual people first. We were <laughs> individuals first before we became wives or partners or mothers or CEOs or <laughs> volunteers sure. or whatever all we are. And uh, so getting reconnected to the essence of ourselves is the coming home, right? So we can feel better, so we can lift that mood Mm -hmm. and uh, respond to that longing with a purpose-filled, meaningful existence that's not just others-focused, right?
1: Right. And I remember, too, feeling for several years that... (sighs) it was very hard to put into words. Finally told my husband one day, I, I'm, I'm never alone and yet I'm lonely.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, I felt that when my kids were little. I felt that exact thing. So I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, and I know
1: it's, it's, but I know it's great that you did because so many women feel that way, but you feel guilty for saying that um i'm i'm with my kids all day and i'm so lonely yeah. i it took me many years to realize that i was disconnected with me
0: yes
1: and when i learned to reconnect with myself that that loneliness went away because I did for a while Then I, I tried to fill it with more, 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 more people, you know, I'm going to have more people over. I'm going to go out with friends more. I'm going to get involved in, you know, that club, this organization, volunteer for this, volunteer for that. Pretty soon my plate was so full. I was so, <laughs> you know, that crazy busy wearing that badge. And I was so worn out and exhausted from that. It made everything worse and again, questioning, well, what is it? What is wrong with me? Why do I, and I, I really, for a while, I, I even said it's, it's like, I'm miserable inside, but I, I don't know why. Like I couldn't, like, what is it that's missing? And this is a lot behind my whole, my whole idea of, the, of my coaching business is it's developing your relationship with yourself. And I realize I had, broken that relationship with me. I had let her go. I had just, I had ghosted her. And I I like to call it, you know, being a sellout to myself. I really abandoned her. I stopped listening to her. I stopped taking care of her needs. Mm -hmm. I didn't even let her voice her opinions or her wants. I became a big people pleaser. And a lot of that was to I couldn't handle, I've never been one to handle like chaos or friction or fighting. And so I became, and if you would have told me at the time I was controlling, I would have, oh my God, I would have fought you tooth and nail. But looking back, I was very controlling because I was always trying to control the environment around me to keep the peace, to make sure you know if if someone was bickering or fighting or someone was just upset or I mean it could have been a friend that called me um that just wanted to dump something on me I made it my mission to fix rescue and save your problems I never realized that was controlling or manipulative and I never realized what I was doing was avoiding the stuff in me that I needed to fix that I needed to resolve and rebuild and so it becomes this vicious cycle, right, where mm-hmm. you're overgiving, overdoing, um, you're seeking something that you feel is going to fill these voids in you. And it does more harm than good. Yes. And we get and I hear so many women say, I'm in a funk. And I think a lot of women get in that funk and they don't get out.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of them never even understand how they got there or what it really, what that funk actually is, but mm-hmm. it is a missing of, of yourself for sure. I love, you said ghosting yourself. That's so such a great way to explain it. One of the ways that I explained it in my own life is that I was, I was watching myself disappear in my own life. Like I, my thoughts were no longer about, val- you know, valid. My feelings didn't mm-hmm. matter. What I wanted was like, not even on the list anymore. I mean, I just wasn't there. It was like, I wasn't there, even though I was there, you know, trying to be all things. I was running a counseling, nonprofit counseling center, raising kids, trying to stay married and be happy in that. And I was volunteering at the school and I was volunteering at the church and I was on the board in this, you know, for this organization and that organization. And I, you know, so I was busy, exhausted, like you explained, mm-hmm. and trying to be, you know, a solution to everything and everyone. And mm-hmm. I, but I was disappearing. Like, I, where was Cindy? Like, where was mm-hmm. her, like her essence, you know? I mean, the, right. all the roles we play, that felt like a genuine part of me. Yes. But mm-hmm. the individual Cindy, where did she go like she just I just felt like I was disappearing
1: and even as you speak it brings up I can remember the realization one day when it dawned on me I'm avoiding me
0: yes yes and I'm
1: doing that through staying really busy and I for a good um a good chunk of 10 years I would call myself you know a predominantly a stay at home mom mm-hmm. and i i would you know i was doing some fiction writing and things like that but that was oh you know an hour here during nap time or just tiny little pockets but i i didn't realize how it is not selfish to take those times out for yourself and do what fulfills you and i did long actually to work I wanted to work part-time, but with four kids, (laughs) it's tough. And, you know, with a a 12 year span, I mean, there was three-ish years where they were in four different schools and I can remember some days count. I was obsessed with counting how many times I went up and down the driveway. And there were days where it was 16 times I was leaving the house. I'm like, oh because uh just with where we live and the bussing situation i w- i would have to drive them so it's like there's four different schools and then you add on the sports on top of that all at different locations it was you know and then if you have to run an errand but just survival mode
0: Yeah, Uber mom, like (laughs) Uber mom overload. Uh,
1: So many parents dread when they're 16, you know, when they're when your oldest turn's 16, handing them their license. And I think I was nervous for 40 seconds. (laughs) Bye.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Get some groceries on it's your way home. You have to drive by yourself now. <laughs> yes, pick up your brother and your sister and get the groceries on the way home too, right? Yeah, and eliminated five trips down the driveway. <laughs> exactly, yeah, but that, that was a,
1: <laughs> a whole other thing. How dare I ever ask for help? You know, this the the mentality I think of the the why is behind a lot of it too, because there's more to. Oh, I'm just busy with everybody else. I lost myself. There's a reason why, and for me it took, you know, years of therapy and courses and books and even getting certified as a life coach was a huge, huge eye opener for me. Um, how, even though I always felt like a very confident woman, very outgoing, um, I love people and there was a big part of me that really struggled obviously with my self-worth because I was trying to fulfill or fill all of that worth and that value through doing things for other people, and it catches up to us. So, mm-hmm.
0: for sure, yeah.
1: yeah. And and just having very weak boundaries because of it, because thinking, you know, I could never ask for help. How dare I? You're the one that has four kids. Take care of them yourself. I really. Truly thought that we had those kids. <laughs> really, and, and and I remember, um you know, if anybody would ask me, hey, can you pick up my kids or do that? Oh, sure, that's no problem. Or if someone would offer, you know, I'm leaving practice, I'll bring your kids home, or I'll do this for you, do that for you. Oh, no, 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 you live further away from than me. I will go do it. No worries. And I look back now, I. Look, what was I thinking, you know, and how we really back ourselves into this corner, but yet, you know, we don't know how to get out of it for one. And we think it's everything out there. Well, when this changes, you know, when I, I have more time, then I'll do this, then I'll go find myself again. You know, once this chapter, um, in my life unfolds, you know, this, this new transition, I'll have more time for myself to do a hobby or that career I've always wanted, or it's never going to come. The perfect time will never come.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like when, when people say, you know, we'll start having kids when we have this much money in the bank or we both have careers or we have this house house bought Mm -hmm. or whatever. It's like, well, yeah, but then, yeah, but then, yeah, but
1: then, right. I'll find my purpose when I'm, no.
0: When I'm six better find and it now. Kids are <laughs> After the you know, thing
1: <laughs> It's it's never there's always something. By then it'll be it'll be something else. And to really remind yourself, it it is sounds cliche, but you only have one life to live. The like, when are you going to start to live it? Yeah.
0: And that's it, That is, are you listening people out there? Because yes, we are in the, most of us here listening are in the middle of our lives, uh, Mm -hmm. what we interpret as sort of the middle of our (laughs) lives, 40s, 50s, 60s. And of course, none of us ever know how long we're going to live. I hope to be the 100 year old lady someday, Mm -hmm. you know, that's still cool and enjoying her birthday cake, but we don't know. And so at least half our physical lives are over. Yeah. at least and maybe more so and it's like we've waited so long already what are we waiting for now like when if if we're not going to learn how to properly love ourselves and how to how to learn to be comfortable with what we label as selfish which isn't it's actually generous to other, generous to other people right because when our cups are full and overflowing then we're then we are more available. And have more energy and delight in loving other people and investing in other things that we value and so forth. So yeah, when, if not now, when, like what, when is the light bulb going to go off in our heads Mm -hmm. that we know it's okay? I mean, you're, you're learning that I'm learning that I think we're living that pretty well at this point in our lives, but boy, so many are not. And I just want to, I want to help them see that it's right. it's really okay. It's it mm-hmm. really, really is, you know? And
1: you don't it's arrive at this state. Yeah, it, it's it's not that you learn and then oh, life's gonna be just great at smooth sailing from there. There's always opportunities, we'll call them, to get sucked back in. Mm-hmm. But the difference is when you're aware. I'm not. I'm not living in line with me right now. I'm not living in line with my values. I'm not doing things that fulfill me and are important to me. I'm living through other people right now. To be aware of that, catch yourself, and really ask yourself, what What do I need? And it it, it goes back to everybody's heard the whole oxygen mask thing before, but it is so true. And it it's it's suffocating when you. Do not put on your oxygen mask and just take that time for yourself. It reminds me, you know, the the whole self-care sort of thing too. I look at that a lot different now than I ever have. Because you can fill up the bathtub and put all the bubbles in there. And you can go in there with all your problems. When you get out, they're still there. You're You're just cleaner, right? So it's finding... What does self-care truly mean to me? Um, I'm not saying that I don't like to go get a massage or have a bubble bath or a pedicure; those are all great things. Mm-hmm. But
0: is yeah, it at the it end down of the down my bubble bath, Jamie? Right? right? No. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. No, but I know you're on to something here. Let's yeah,
1: I think it. the thing is really, really ask yourself what makes me feel really good, and it's not always these great, big, grand things, a couple things. I mean, I, I ask myself this a lot and I can tell when I have those days where I'm just, I'm off. I, I feel say unaccomplished or just, I can't get in my groove or my vibe. And when I look back at my day, I like to get up, you know, about five twenty. I'd like to have quiet time by myself, uninterrupted with my coffee and like my devotionals and a little bit of journal. I like to quit, get a workout in before um, I go wake anybody else up. Mm -hmm. It's these normal little routines. And I almost call them like your own little traditions you do with yourself, but they're just these daily little habits. If they are so important and it really has to speak to you and we need to protect them. I even, you know, it, it, I'm going to use like the little morning routine. I could go through the whole day of just some little specifics that I like to, you know, sprinkle in there. But even with a morning routine, I'm a runner. I've always been very active uh, in Michigan in the winter. Sometimes it's hard. So I will just go down in the basement and work out real early morning before anybody's up but I also like to, you know, when everybody gets out of the house, go for a run or something like that. I purposely do not schedule any appointments until, you know, at least through that like nine to 10 o'clock time, because I know when I give up certain things, I don't function well. And when we don't take care of ourselves, we project that all over the place. And
0: I know- Those routines and traditions you have with yourself—it's very loving to yourself and to everybody you love, because then again, you're going to show up differently. Completely loved yourself, and you've allowed yourself to be you.
1: Yeah, you know. And a couple quick questions, and I love this, and I think every everyone should um, think about these questions. I don't care your age, but especially middle age. What am I doing for myself physically today, mentally? Emotionally, spiritually, check something in every box. It doesn't have to be big. It can be very small.
0: I love that. Yes. And just even mentally,
1: what am I thinking? What's going through my head? Am I ruminating? Am I stewing on something forever? And what am I going to do about it? I need to work through about through this. I can let it go. It's the it's it's tiny little staying present with yourself too all day long, but. Checking those little self check ins, right? That's self care to me. How am I caring for my body physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually? And when you are really aware of it, it's not work. It just, your day flows that way. You get in your pattern and your flow and your habit. And you need, and that is one way, don't ghost yourself, right? Stick with that. Don't be a sellout. You really, we have to be so careful. There's, there's a lot of judgment and criticism around the whole, um, you know, everybody's so selfish nowadays and this and that, and no, it's not taking care of yourself. It's putting everybody else before. I mean, you can play that game and get in the fight, but your body is going to let you know how you feel, you know, And it's, it's not even necessarily putting yourself first. It's more along the lines of staying in tune with yourself.
0: Yes. Yeah. Isn't it interesting, you know, as mothers, for example, so many of you out there are mothers. You Mm -hmm. didn't think it was selfish of, of your kids when they were hungry to eat. Right. You didn't think it was selfish to make sure they had rest right? You didn't you didn't think it was selfish to set up their play dates or let them join activities that they were passionate about. I mean, it's, and what do we say to our girlfriends? Oh, go for it. Yeah, you Oh, you should. Yes, do that. Take that adventure. Take that trip. Take that time out for yourself. Whatever. Da, 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 da. So we know this, like we know the value of this. So when we turn it inward, it's like we want to make sure we're we are at peace with yeah. with giving ourselves this kind of honor every single day. I love what you said about ask yourself every day. Be stay aware and intentional about how can I take care of my body today? How can I take care of my mind? How can I take care of my emotions? How can I take care of my spirit? All those things today and honor and nurture those things. Uh, it's just it's so important. And Mm -hmm. I don't know about for you, but I mean, this isn't about blame, but I don't re I don't recall seeing my, like Mm -hmm. my mom's generation or my grandmother's generations really having these conversations or, or doing this. Like I saw them lovingly serve their Mm -hmm. families, their communities, their churches, their husbands, if they had husbands, their, their children, of course, I mean, I am working hard, you know, right, working on the farm or working at the office and cleaning the house and and just um, taking, I think, pride in a lot of loving service everywhere, which bless them all, you know, but I don't know that they were sitting at home thinking gosh, I, what have I done for myself today? Now, maybe they were. And I just, of course I was young. I don't know. Maybe we just weren't aware of it, but I don't, I don't recall learning from watching the women in older generations around me to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. What about you? Did you see self-care in the older generations in your life that you recall at all or no?
1: Looking back, I I feel there's a lot of women that stand out, whether it was, um, you know, family or say my parents, friends that were, you know, very close with the families. Even into high school, you know the mom figures of my friends. I was always that kid that loved being at at my friend's house, right? And and I always loved the moms and, and things. And so I feel like I had a pretty good variety of it all. And I've always loved to kind of study people and think, you know, why do you do what you do? You know, what makes people tick, sort of thing. But now, obviously, I look at it from a different lens. Looking back, I can definitely see the women that were self-sacrificing in a way that was Mm -hmm. self-destructive. But I also see how we can serve, but also serve ourselves and stay, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, stay in line with ourselves and and really care and love for ourselves too. Mm -hmm. And watching that and looking, looking back and seeing where a lot of those women are today I see a difference because the complete self-sacrificing type of woman, woman ends up my opinion, sometimes Mm -hmm. resentful Mm -hmm. and kind of bitter and their relationships aren't, aren't always real healthy. I do see that a little bit. I
0: see keeping score in women who've you know, or people
1: who. Absolutely. You know. And, you know, and the thing is we, we, so often we do it out of duty or obligation. You know, I serve you, but it doesn't come from a full place of just love. And I think when you serve from a place of love, you still serve, But your motives are pure. There's no strings attached. It's not an IOU or I'm going to hold this over your head. This is what I've done for you now. Um, And I've actually said those words to my kids. You don't owe us anything. I mean, besides respect, right? I mean, but I don't do things for you because I expect something in return. If I expect anything in return, it means I'm doing it because there's, I have strings attached. Yeah. And I don't want to give from that place. And I, I think it's a really good question to ask ourselves before you do something, before you say yes, whether it is stepping up on another board or committee, volunteering, or doing an act of kindness for a stranger or a family member or whoever, why am I doing this? What is my motive? Are my motives pure? Because even if we are expecting something as little as the words, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check your mouth ups. Because of course I raise my kids with manners to say please or thank you. And it's polite out there in society to hear a please and a thank you. But if I do something for someone, no matter if it's a grand gesture or something small, and I don't get so much as a thank you, mm-hmm. would I change my mind? The answer is I should be doing it regardless if I get a please a thank you, a cartwheel or a handwritten (laughs) letter. Really, truly though. Yeah. Does it feel good to be, to, to say, oh, I appreciate that you did that. Thank you. Of course it does. But is it required for me to be me? I should be doing it because it's who I am. It's who I want to be. And I think that definitely comes with age. And when I look back at my younger years and uh was you know the women or the mothering you know figures in my life and there's a lot of them um I can see who gave and from what place they gave from and I know where I want to give from and I know you know in, in the years to come I want to look back and feel good about the ways that I served because we do need to make sacrifices, you know, there are things that happen in life, and you do need to make a sacrifice, it's not all about me. But again, it goes back to your to your motives. Yeah,
0: I love you've said so much there. I think that's so critical and important. And one of the things I want to highlight is to to give and serve from a place of love and joy, Mm -hmm. like to really like that, let that be like, one of the deciding factors right when you Mm -hmm. ask yourself that why would if I'm saying yes what's my real reason like what am I looking for here and Mm -hmm. hopefully it's to serve and give with joy and love right Mm -hmm. and one thing I learned about appreciation I this is kind of I think a funny story but so my beloved was away one weekend last summer for four or five days. And I thought, okay, I'm gonna really, I'm gonna deep clean the house. I'm gonna take care of the, the yard this way and that way. And I'm gonna get that done. We've been meaning to get done. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like pump it out like all weekend. So when he comes home, he can just he'll be, you know, so thrilled. He'll appreciate this so much. He'll be so grateful, you know, and he can just relax because when he's Mm -hmm. been gone for several days, you know, you don't want to come home and like, oh no, now I've got to mow. Now I've got to quit. Now I've got to, it'll just be done. And he can waltz in after his vacation and just, you know, ta-da, right. And so I did all this stuff. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, the list. I did all this stuff, all this stuff, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) when he got home, he was really super tired. His flights were late, you know, so he didn't say a word. Just pretty much needed to go to bed, which I did. Yeah. But the next day, I thought, okay, now he's going to notice because yeah. everything's sparkling, right? <laughs> this is so yeah. obvious, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't say anything, but he did notice something I did not do and <laughs> that I didn't get done and pointed it out to me. He said, Oh, sweetie, I've asked you a couple of times to, you know, da, 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 I mean, this was a five minute thing. It just left my mind that I didn't need to explain it oh boy i i was furious because i thought i worked my fingers to the bone all weekend while you were off in pennsylvania having a great time and all you can do is come home and say oh sweetie you didn't i was just but what i when i settled (laughs) down i reeled it in Mm -hmm. really learned something valuable I mean, of course he appreciated, he did notice and appreciate uh, massively and I appreciated what I did. I was grateful for how things, I felt so good about it too, you know, that the house looked great, the yard looked great. It feels, I love being in an environment that feels ordered and cleaned and, you know, that felt really good. But what I realized is I was looking for him to appreciate me like as if i needed him to give that to me for me to experience that so in other words looking outside of myself for whatever validation appreciation uh you know noticing my own good or whatever sure. and so i think that's where you're you're going here in this conversation is like whatever we think we have to get from the outside By saying yes to something or by doing this or that, we need to give to ourselves. So I did this whole journaling uh, on that day about appreciating myself and really learning how to appreciate me for me and not expecting you or Ed or the, you know, whoever, the neighbor, the family member, the friend to validate me. Instead, to love the self and appreciate the self. And so I, I think that's just been a really, really good lesson for me in the last, you know, that was, I think that was July when that happened and it's really served me well. And so I invite other women into that with their relationship with themselves. Like you're saying, don't ghost yourself, be in touch with yourself and love yourself.
1: And a lot of it is deconditioning from what we saw or what we picked up on growing up because, and I don't know if you have witnessed this, but you, it doesn't necessarily have to be what was in your household, what you pick up on is what you pick up on for whatever reason, whatever, however you translate it in your head. You could be, you know, a model to your mom or your grandmother or your aunt, but maybe you're totally different. And and it could be personality, you know, the nature versus nurture or whatever. It doesn't really matter. It's finally being aware of what is serving me well, what and what isn't. And so many people, I think, were blinded by that. And you finally sitting down, you know what? I did all this. Of course you didn't. Did it is a service to him a little bit too to you know have this all done. you didn't want him to stress when he came home, but what it created in you all those days that he was gone you you felt good about what you accomplished, and keeping that forefront of regardless of his response, I still feel good, and no one can change that unless I allow them to
0: yes,
1: that is. That is a work, I think, in progress for everyone from, you know, birth to death. Mm -hmm. You, it's a practice.
0: It's a practice. It is. Mm -hmm. It's not like a college degree and we have it and then we always have it. These Mm -hmm. kinds of things you and I are talking about are an evolution throughout every day, Mm -hmm. every week, every month, every year, every season in our lives. So as we're kind of winding down here in our conversation, you know, as you look forward, you know, into the next, you know, these next few years or whatever, these wisdom years, we call them or whatever, like what, what would be something you're looking forward to or encouragement that you have for women out there as well?
1: For me, I'm going to speak personally here. My biggest goals, because I I do think this resonates with a lot of women is be true to you and stay real authentic because that is where you find your sweet spot. If you're wanting that inner peace, you have to stay in line with that. You have to know who you are. You have to really spend time. We spend so much time trying to develop relationships outside of us, but what has to happen first is really focusing on what kind of relationship do I have with myself? And a lot of that includes, especially at our age, Getting to know ourselves again. We are n- not the person we were, you know, decades ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we are still part of that person. So maybe it is going back. What did I used to like to do? What lit me on fire? Do I, you know, is that something that I need in my life? Really start exploring. Like when you meet some for someone for the first time, you ask questions, right? You try yeah. You get to tell them. So over the years, we we feel lost. We don't know what our purpose is. So why don't we treat ourselves like how you were speaking earlier? You know, you never talk to your friend this way or this or that. Well, what would you ask a friend or someone that you were just getting to know? You would ask them these questions. It sounds silly, but sit down and start asking yourself some questions. You know, it, it's the basic things like, what do I really like to do in my free time if I have it? What what interests me? What is you know, is my life has? If you look around, did I design this life or did someone else? Who's pulling me? Where do I want to go? It's it's this, and it it can be fun.
0: Yes, it's an really experience. yeah, discovering a rediscovering whatever, but yeah, asking ourselves powerful questions. Is yeah, something. and I think
1: freedom comes with that too. It's the freedom to step in to ourselves. Yes. It's, you know and it, it really truly it's it, it is it is so freeing and liberating to just be yourself
0: yes it is it is mm-hmm. so freeing to be ourselves mm-hmm. yeah and celebrate our uniqueness instead of worrying how we might be different you know we're not like just together people in the neighborhood or whatever whatever right. it is because but- they're worried about themselves right what <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Well, is there anything else you want to share, Jamie, before we wrap it up? This is a conversation.
1: I I think we need to get past the cheesiness of self-love because just just caring for yourself in general, that's what self-love is about. And it's love yourself. Like we try to love other people and you know what? You're actually going to love the people in your life a, a lot better. You're going to be a better person. And when we really step into ourselves and develop a, re, a really healthy, loving relationship with ourselves, most of those outside problems, uh, they melt away.
0: They do because when we're full, we, we are filled with that inner joy, that authenticity, that true love for ourselves, other people can't drain us. It's not draining to love others. It's it's like a privilege. It's like a, it's a pure joy to just let that ripple effect play out. And uh,
1: I think to- of accountability too, you know, it's just, it's really being accountable for yourself and allowing, giving the freedom, you know, to other people to be accountable for themselves. Right.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh, Jamie, gosh, we could talk all day. But,
1: Lots uh, of wisdom here, huh?
0: <laughs> wisdom. <laughs> it comes uh, with age. <laughs> yes, that is one of the, the goodies, right? Like, uh, so true. yeah, you know, yeah. Guest Dr. Carrie Graham recently said, you know, the one of the midlife goodies is that wisdom that comes so.
1: Thanks Agreed. for sharing
0: so much of yours here with us today. And uh, what's your website? We'll put it in the notes too, but tell tell people where they can find you if they're interested in your uh, coaching or, or connecting with you in any way.
1: Super simple. Just jamiebarris.com. And I too started a podcast recently called Authentically Raw. So it's fun to be on this journey with you and support each other because... I'm a big, big, big believer in your win is my win and there is abundance out there to be had. So yes, thanks for having me on. Yeah,
0: Well, thank you so much. And yes, you heard it here. Authentically Raw is Jamie's podcast and her website is jamiebarris.com. That's J-A-M-I-E-B-E-R-R-I-S.com. Thanks again, Jamie. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Makeovers podcast. Please like, subscribe and share this podcast with those that you think would also benefit from what we're doing here. And I will talk to you again soon.